The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to the newest episode of that. I am one of your hosts. I am Johnny Townsend and joined by my side as always is my partner in crime, Mr. Christopher Chavez. That's me. Oh, man. I'm sure that's not annoying at all for the <laughs> listeners. For us it would be that. super annoying if every word was drawn out, no matter what. Yeah. Every. Yes. Yeah, I would hate that. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to That's Odd, everybody. Uh, usually, we would have an episode of History Creeps right here at this time, but uh, due, due to scheduling circumstances, we were like, we'll just do a That's Odd, because Chris and I both had something, and we're like, we can do it. Yep. So here we are. You're welcome, is what we're trying to say. <laughs> the past, it feels like the past welcome. month, uh, a little over a month, has just been really crazy with scheduling. Things have come yeah. up. My work schedule's gotten crazy. I was out of town. Um, I got sick. I know you had some some weather issues. Uh, that yeah. were kind of scary, dude. Yeah, we had some Fred issues. Uh, hurricane or what was Tropical Storm Fred, whatever he was. What was left of him came through our area. We had some pretty gnarly storms, as they said in the 80s. Are you a fan? Are you a fan of, of the crazy storms? Do you like them or are you just like, uh, no, thanks? I like if it's raining, if it's just rain, I like that because that helps me sleep. Just the sound of it, like it's just very peaceful. But when you get into storm territory, because down here that often means uh, uh, tornadoes and such. Yeah, wind I do not damage, care for those. Yeah, yeah, fallen trees, fallen power lines, flooding. Yeah, not yeah, that fun. I do not care for. I do uh, like like the the raucousness of a storm, like when it's it's just non like crazy. Like I do like that. I don't know what there's something about a raging storm outside and kind of being safe inside your house that there's a different. Like I don't know, I love it. I can I open the windows, like well, the shades, not the actual windows, but I open the shades <laughs> so that we could see the lightning and thunder and crazy yeah. rain. You know what I mean? Maybe put on a movie in the background. Wow, brave soul, brave it's soul. Me. It's all me, man. Yeah. Uh, but uh, real quick before we get started, I feel like I need to say this. Um, growing up, one of the things that really heavily influenced me to want to do something in radio or podcasting. Um, was the show that was on from well they were around forever but they got really big in the 2000s through like 2010s and something like that it was called the run and fest show i uh, absolutely loved it it was just such this weird show that was kind of about the show as mm-hmm. weird as it may sound uh, and then i was telling chris about this i mean they would have episodes where like one of the hosts uh, claimed that he could make his cat say cookie so for two hours you just heard this guy trying to get his cat to say cookie, and it was just really, really funny. Uh, so that was a heavy influence on me. And Fez from the Ron and Fez show sadly passed away. 
not too long ago, and it really affected me. But uh, I highly encourage you, if you think that anything I do or say is kind of funny, uh, just look up clips from that show and uh, have a good time. And they still hold up. You know, I was kind of worried at first because um, they kind of get lumped in with the uh, Howard Stearns and the opening Anthony sometimes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those shows, a lot of their stuff just in today's day and age just don't hold up. Uh, yeah. It's, well, for, you know I'd what I mean? So, for sure. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, but thankfully theirs is just usually just over the top stupid. <laughs> nice. No, but yeah. it's basically uh, us. Yeah. It's yeah. us when we're not talking history crease, but even when we are. Yeah. The very first uh, thing that I ever heard from them was this bit about how many, <laughs> how many eight year olds could you beat up before you got tired? And that just made me laugh. <laughs> That's great. Dude. That's such a stupid premise. But like, <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. That's pretty uh, funny, man. That's just that's just what it was. The Run a Fest show, uh, R.I.P. Fest. It was a radio show. You said, yeah, it was on radio. It was your big. area. They were in Florida for a long time, which is why I thought maybe you would have heard of yeah, them. I'd never heard um, of them. They were big in Florida, and then they moved to New York, and that's when they got onto like the the satellite radio stuff. And uh, they got really huge there. Uh, but uh, I think Ron still does a show. I don't listen. I don't have satellite radio anymore, so I don't yeah. listen anymore. But uh, yeah, but it's it was a huge influence on me and my uh, sense of humor. Uh, definitely when my, when I was in my early 20s, it really helped shape it more than where it was. Just, you know, not afraid to take really dumb chances on things you say. I see uh, there. I see a picture of these two guys on Wikipedia and they've got like fedoras the one dude's got a cigar yeah yeah he always has cigars that's ron that's yeah. awesome yeah uh but oh, the very... ron and ron show so i know the ron and ron show yes that they used to from have. that yeah, yes this, okay yeah okay yeah. i do know this that from that yeah uh but uh yeah so rip fans thank you for uh everything uh hopefully he knows how much he was loved he, he was trending so hopefully he knew that wow big cat thanks for everything Dude, it's uh, but, it's crazy because we're getting older, right? And all these people we yeah. ever looked up to and really kind of yeah. got into it's 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 and sometimes it's unexpected and it still is too soon. But I mean, it's up there, man. And we're it feels like when you're a kid, unless like on it's an unfortunate thing where you're dealing with death. You know what I mean? Most of the time, you're kind of protected from it, or it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a an out there thing. It's not really affecting yeah. so many things that you looked up to or really you know cared about and. Uh, yeah, as we get older, though, it becomes much more of a realistic thing. And for us, you know, being doing what we do, we said it before, even on my side of it, this was something we love. We grew up listening to radio disc jockeys. And, yeah. um, you know, when uh, Art Bell passed away a few years ago, we talked about oh, that man, for yeah. a whole episode. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, man, it's it's tough when they go. Yeah, he was a heavy influence, just that whole show. Uh, but uh, it probably doesn't help that. Um, you know, I had a real loss and somebody who was basically a family member not too long ago. Yeah. So it all just kind of compounded on top of everything. Yeah, you, know, you just get yeah. twice as emotional with this stuff. Uh, but anyway, let's uh, <laughs> let's turn this mood upside down. And no, let's have I want to stay sad. No. Let's just be sad forever. Let's just uh, have a sad episode about- and cry. Let's just <laughs> have us crying on mic for a while. And then we just end the show. We're like, thanks for listening. And we're yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> this is a therapy episode. <laughs> Chris oh. and I are going through therapy. Yeah, um, we are. But uh, this is that's odd, and mm-hmm. on that's odd, Chris and I each bring a story to you that we feel is well odd. Hmm. 
And Chris, I believe since uh, yours is way older than mine, uh, <laughs> you should go ahead and go, my friend. Yeah, I'll go. I don't think mine's too long anyway. Mine's um, more of something that, like, we'd always talked about legends and and and, and myths and these kind of uh, things that were created by parents to either help your child be good, you know, keep them in line, uh, maybe yeah. teach them lessons. Have you ever heard of El Coco? No. Okay. You've seen the Pixar movie, right? Yes. I love the movie. The movie. Pixar so movie let me ask fantastic. you something. I've not seen it. What's the reasoning for the name Coco? Is that the kid's name in the movie? Oh man. I'm or blanking. is it the legend that, that I'm about to tell you about? I can tell you what the movie, the premise of the movie, and maybe okay. that I help a little bit. Basically, uh, this kid's um, grandmother, of course, it's Pixar, so somebody has to die. <laughs> and uh, so it's a very emotional movie, honestly. So somebody yeah. dies, and he kind of, and his kid and his dog kind of go into uh, the land of the dead and uh, kind of runs into his family down there. And hmm. it's that's sort of the, and it kind of takes off from there. It's a, what's the kid? Honestly, name? it's a very underrated. I mean, I wouldn't know if you wouldn't ask me. Oh, yeah. I'll have to look it up then because I want to know if it has. This is a little darker, so I don't know if okay. it's that that kind of tie, but you never know. You know, sometimes they take these tales and make them flowery and a little bit yeah. more easier to kind of swallow. Like Grimm's, yeah, Grimm's fairy, fairy tales. tales. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So here we go. This is El Coco, also known as Cocoy uh, or Cuco. Or the Coco. Exactly. Well, Actually, it is. According to Wikipedia, it is a mythical ghost monster, kind of like the boogeyman, and it's found in many Hispanic and Portuguese cultures. This boogeyman was said to visit the homes of children who behave badly and make them disappear. Make them disappear. <laughs> right? Sounds like a, like a mob thing. They're like, uh, you better be careful. He's going to, you know, he'll make you disappear, kid. Yeah. How's that little Timmy acting over there? Typically, the story of El Coco or the Coco Man, as he's referred to in some countries, is used by parents to get their kids to behave. They would sing songs or recite rhymes about El Coco coming to get children who are misbehaving. Most of the time, the warnings were that the children would be kidnapped and taken away forever. Some parents went so far as to warn children that El Coco would eat them up and leave no trace behind. Good gosh. <laughs> and that's the thing, right? Like that's not mirror fuel, right? We've seen this in, in cultures everywhere that the, these yeah. creatures that are created to keep bad kids from acting badly. Like you've got to Krampus, right? Yes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, seen as the opposite of a guardian angel, uh, El Coco was said to prowl the rooftops, watching children from above, ready to swoop in and swallow them whole. If they stepped out of line. The oldest known writing referencing El Coco was found from a, ninth, uh, a 17th century text called Auto de los Desposorios de la Virgen by Juan Caches. Oh, man. It goes like this. Duermete, niños. Duermete ya. Que viene El Coco y te comerá. Which means sleep The children. library is in the bathroom. Close. <laughs> sleep, children. Sleep now, else Coco comes and will eat you. <laughs> God. That's it. Like, that's how they're singing kids to sleep at night, dude. <laughs> well, it still think about it, right? Like, even when you're little, um, almost all little children are kind of taught the prayer before bed, right? Now yeah. I lay me down yeah. to sleep. 
pray right. the Lord my soul to keep. If, if I, I die before I, before I wake, yeah. like what right, the yeah. shit are we teaching kids? That <laughs> you're going to die in the middle of your sleep and God's going to yeah. come get your soul. Uh, <laughs> this one, they're just like, go Good to night. sleep, kids. Stop yeah. talking because this thing's going to come and eat you. <laughs> yeah. Or don't let the bed bugs bite. I'm serious. There's bed bugs. They will, <laughs> right? they will bite you. Yeah. Um, in most cultures, the legend describes El Coco as humanoid with a reptilian head, usually a gator or a dragon. Some describe it as a bird or owl perched on rooftops, and some others describe El Coco as a creepy old man with a bag lurking on rooftops like a demented old Kris Kringle. <laughs> Can you imagine that, dude? <laughs> like, you've got the story of Kris Kringle, and then all of a sudden there's this, like, wretchedy old man all creepy up there swooping down and, like, gnawing on children's legs. Uh, the legend of El Coco would end up permeating modern times and pop culture. So we've seen this in pop culture as early as uh, in Miguel de Cervantes's Don Quixote. In that book, the main character is described as a scarecrow and El Coco. Uh, famous painter Goya also painted a painting called Que Viene El Coco in 1799, and it depicts a cloaked figure looming over a woman holding two infants in her hand and the woman's face. She looks absolutely terrified looking up at this cloaked figure. Uh, El Coco also appears in the popular MMORPG game adventure quest worlds. Are you, are you a fan of these kinds of RPG games? Um, I'm not very good at RPG games. So I, this thing will come in and just eviscerate you. <laughs> oh, so he's right. super evil and nasty in this game as well. All right, side note, uh, the lead character in Coco is named Miguel. Miguel. Okay, well, yeah. uh, I wonder what the Coco means. See, I'm going to have to look into that. It might be the thing, this kind of creature from the, de the dead side or something. Um, You know who Danny Trejo is? Yes, I do. Yes, yes Danny Trejo voiced El Cucoy in the 2013 Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, there was an event that they had where he voiced the creature El Cucoy. And then also Grimm TV show. Yeah. Funny. We talked about Grimm. Al Kukui is a little old lady that transforms into a beast to murder criminals. So I thought this was an interesting thing because for me, I've always kind of uh, been drawn to these tales that can like it comes from somewhere, right? Like we always talk about, we hear these stories, but they come from somewhere. Who was the first like little old granny that got tired of the little kids acting up that came up with this story. Right. And like, how does it spread? Does it become this thing of like, Hey, you know, they're, they're playing pinochle, all the grandmothers, you know, and they're like, one's complaining about their grandkids and how they can't get them to behave. And she's like, Hey, just tell them about the cocoa. What's the cocoa? Well, it's this, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be something like that. Something that's passed down or passed around. And One of the other things builds. One of the other thoughts I one of the thoughts I had on it is maybe it comes back as far as like you know the earlier times when when you couldn't explain a lot of things right it was the idea that anything outside the light of the fire at night was complete danger you know anything yeah. could come and snatch you and take you and so maybe kids acting up and they should have behaved and stayed near the fire are off running in the fields and just get snatched up and eaten by something and this is a way to keep them from doing it is you warn them that there's this creature out there. Um, but dude, for me, this, this, this seemed like such a cool kind of creepy character. El Coco. You know what I mean? It even sounds crazy. El Coco or the Coco. Man. El Coco. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's that's it, dude. The legend of El Coco. Uh, behave or he'll come and eat you. On my best behavior right sleep, away. S- sleep silently or he'll <laughs> come and eat you. Sleep well. Here comes El Coco. <laughs> All right. So, Chris, I want to yes. tell you this tale. Oof. I hope you're ready for this. Okay. <clears throat> he stands seven feet tall with glowing red eyes a scaly body and three fingered hands and has a nasty habit of biting ripping and pulling apart car fenders hood ornaments radio antennas some local citizens think it could be the work of the infamous lizard man of south carolina <laughs> that's from an actual newspaper so i am I'm, uh, I'm aware of this creature i think it's funny that he's got a taste for um, automobiles american steel he really does that's, <laughs> that's a part of his part of his stick that's his gimmick uh, but we're talking about the lizard man of uh, well he's got a lot of things it's in lee county south carolina basically uh, it's the same a, creature that's on the the artwork for our creeping on cryptids show Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so he's very, very fun. I think he's a lot of fun to talk about. Uh, so let's go back to July 14th, 1988. Chris, where were you? 1988. I was 10 years old. Nice. Nice. Probably watching reruns of Elf. Oh, man. Ha! 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 You kill me. Oh, you didn't cat. You're lucky, lucky, lucky. <laughs> Willie. Uh, by the way, uh, recently watched that show. Still love it. Oh, it's still um, good, dude. Yeah. Uh, so sometime overnight on July 14th, 1988, the police received a report of a car being damaged while parked at a residence. So basically, the, these people were asleep and they woke up uh, to their to discovering that their car had tooth marks, scratches, and some strange muddy footprints all around it. What could have done this? Well, this story gets reported, of course, and the floodgates open, Chris. 17-year-old Christopher Davis claims that he was driving and got a flat tire near Scape or Swamp. That's why sometimes he's called the lizard man of Scape or Swamp. He gets out to fix the flat tire, as you do, and when he pretty much has the tire fixed he realized he wasn't alone something was watching him he turned just in time to see a seven foot tall creature that was green three fingers on each hand of course it had to have red eyes they all have red eyes it was loser like in appearance and in skin and this petrified christopher petrified him he quickly got into his car and tried to drive away. Do you feel like, let me, let me ask this real quick before we move on. Do you feel like sometimes if these people who have these encounters give too much of a description, it feels fake? Because it's kind of like if you're extremely petrified, are you looking this thing up and down first, taking kind of an inventory of what it looks like before you decide to turn around and take off? 
Like, how well, did he know it was three yeah. fingers? Did yeah, he hold up and, its arm and go, and he's like, are you a Ninja Turtle? It's it's already like a fantastical tale to start with, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're already going to be kind of a, <laughs> a suspect. Uh, but uh, yeah, it wasn't the fact that it was a seven foot tall lizard man that made me question him. Yeah. It was the fact that he took in too much information. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but so he gets in his car and he tries to drive away. And I say try because this creature catches up to him as he's driving. Oh, and jumps on the top of his car. All right. So Christopher decides to slam on his brakes and he does this and sends the creature tumbling over his hood and onto the ground, which lets Christopher get away. It's like a Michael Bay movie all of a sudden. So he tells this story to the police and thus this ends up in the local newspapers. And as I say today, this went viral. This went everywhere. This ended up in newspapers all over the, the place, like all over the U S this was big time news. This kid claiming that uh, this strange creature tried to attack him and how he got away the daring, you know, the stunt car <laughs> things he did. Uh, so soon this area, it's kind of like a, the Bishopville Lee County area. Soon it became filled to the brim with tourists and hunters out looking for this thing. Oof. It even got to a point where a local radio station offered a $1 million award to anyone who captured it alive. And this is in 1880, I mean, 1988, uh, wow. $1 million in 1988. I mean, that's a lot now. That's way a lot more than uh, back then. And again, this is 1988, not 1940s, like, 50s, when a lot of these kinds of cryptid creature things were brought out, right? Right. This is 88, where we're a little bit more, I don't know, obviously modern than the 50s. So typically, you're not thinking of, hey, somebody's creating a brand new creature to talk about. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, from then on, they would have random sightings here or there. Uh, like some people were saying that they saw them in the woods or they were fishing and this creature would scare them away. Uh, you know, it was always around this swamp uh, area. August 5th, 1988, we're still in the same year. An airman at Shaw Air Force Base named Kenneth Orr claimed he saw the creature on Highway 15. And he also claimed even more so that he took out his pistol and shot the thing and heard it to the point where he had on his person, he was able to collect some scale samples and some blood samples. He had all this. This guy was ready. However, (laughs) yeah, I want to know, like he had little like swabs and little vials. He's like, Ooh, here's the blood. He's like, he's like a crime scene technician. (laughs) It was all labeled nice handwriting. Uh, However, just a few days later, after he was arraigned (laughs) for unlawfully carrying a pistol, he had an illegal firearm. He quickly admitted that he made the whole thing up. <laughs> what the sh- he just folded. To jump in on that jump yeah. in on that that uh notoriety. Well, he cl- the reason that he said he did it was because the the sightings were starting to kind of die down a little bit. Mm-hmm. They kind of wanted to pump them back up. That was the reasoning he gave, but Weekly uh, World News was giving out interviews. He's like I need to get in on that. Yeah. But he wasn't wrong because after that the sightings slowly did stop. Right. Mm. There's very little more until Ooh. 
The year is 2008. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A couple in the area, this is all in the same area, reported, uh, guess what? Their car was damaged by some creature. It had claw marks, teeth marks. There were footprints all around. Uh, The sheriff there claims that it was a wolf or a coyote. Uh, But these are, if I'm not saying it couldn't have been, but uh, these are wolves and coyotes I would want to meet <laughs> if, it's, if it was them. What was the area again? It's it's called Bishopville, uh, South Carolina. It's Lee County, South Carolina. Well, it's, there's gators in South Carolina, right? Yes. Yeah, well, there are. Mm, there are. Say, I don't know about gators getting on top of your car, though. Yeah, see, that's they. I don't think they would do I that. I can see them biting your bumpers and tearing yeah. your, your that part. Are, but, yeah, what they could reach. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, this county is, it's not on the coast, uh, but it's kind of towards, definitely towards Swampland area okay. there. So uh, it's toward the coast, but not on the coast. Uh, in 2015, a local oh, TV, wow. yeah, in 2015, a local TV station there uh, featured videos and pictures that claim to be of the lizard man. These are pretty famous now. Uh, they're pretty, you can find them really easy with an easy Google search. Um, so of course that was the latest one that I found Bishop, the Bishop, uh, the Bishopville area, uh, has, uh, with a lot of these areas, you know, just like uh, point pleasant or any of those, it's kind of embraced this thing now uh, to the point where they even have, they even have festivals to honor this creature. There's a, which I would love to go to. I would love to go to the lizard man festival. Uh, <laughs> it just sounds awesome. Yeah, it really what does. We guys doing this weekend. We're going to Lizard Man. <laughs> it does sound great. Yeah, <laughs> woo! I'd go to Lizard Man. That sounds awesome. Did you see the picture that uh, the ABC News showed as as being the proof of this Lizard Man? Did you look at it? Yes. Yeah. What was your thoughts? Um, it's like this little like blurred. Maybe looks like a figure in the distance between trees. It reminds me of any Bigfoot, almost any Bigfoot <laughs> fi- uh, picture. Where it, it could, could be, be Bigfoot, but it could be anything else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like the one that we use for our, our show artwork for Creeping on Cryptids. That's my favorite picture of yeah. Lizard Man. You can also look up the picture of the drawing that uh, Christopher, the guy who claims that the thing chased him around his car and, and jumped on his car. <laughs> he gave a description and I I'm looking at that. You can find it. Yeah, it's pretty. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, no offense. He may not have been an artist. No, definitely not an artist. And it just—it really looks like he was 12 years old. Yeah, yeah. It sounds Uh, great, though. And you know what I love about it? Being an artist, and I'm—I'm sure you look at this too, is the sketching of it. Like you can see the pencil, the pencil mm -hmm. marks, and how he sketches it out. How funny, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, but that is the lizard man of Lee County or the lizard man of, uh, of the swamp or lizard man of South Carolina. He's got a lot of different names. Uh, he's kind of beloved there now, even though, uh, apparently if you run into him, he's a bit, uh, cranky. Yeah. Like the legend of, of the cuckoo or the lizard man, like these things, I, I, I love these kinds of things because I love, I love discussing and talking about and really learning about how it permeates culture, how it spreads, you know, how yeah. the information just kind of, it becomes a game of telephone sometimes where at yeah. first maybe it was a gator. And the next thing you know, now it's a, a seven foot tall because let's be honest. I mean, like you cannot mistake seven foot tall with <laughs> something on the ground. I don't care how scared you are. There's just that. Right. I, I don't see that happening. And then 
like how did they did didn't they, they investigated these vehicles? What did they you know what they say they looked like? Was it really claw marks? Was it bite marks? Was it was there any fur attached? Any blood in the area? I'm trying to remember the name of the show. It was either like uh, uh, was it Monster Quest or something like that. One right. of those. I definitely remember seeing an episode about this, and they went out to the couple to this one couple's car that they claimed had been attacked, and it looked like something had scratched and clawed all over the thing, all over the car. So I don't know, man. It's weird stuff. It's strange, obviously, but uh, you know, you're right. It's the one thing that's been proven. Like it's they've done studies on this. This is not just for cryptids, but for anything that the human eye will sometimes have difficulty judging how tall something is or how big it is from a distance. Right. Like we just haven't, we, it's just very tough for us to do that. And then you add to that, that you're afraid or whatever. You just adding all these other uh, extra. Who knows what the lighting's yeah. like? What are you around? Yeah. Are you around poles? Are you around trees? Things that might yeah. give your mind this idea that there's something looming. Uh, yeah. For me, these things, you know, I always feel like they had to have come from somewhere. The story comes from something, right? Somebody, right. He obviously experienced something to the point where he felt compelled to report to the police, right? Because it wasn't like they came out to the scene because something had happened with his car. I mean, he right. went to the police and said, this is what I just experienced, right? And in 88, how old is this guy in his 20s when this happens? 17. 17, even 17, yeah. man. Like, you don't want to go to school and get made fun of as the guy that saw a lizard, man. Do you no, know what I mean? No, you do not. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I I love these stories because for me, we also discuss the idea that we're still kind of discovering things every day, right? New living creatures and organisms. And who knows? There's kind of that thing in the back of people like people like us, the back of our mind that maybe one day there's going to be this huge news headline that says, boom, discovered. Yeah. Bigfoot, lizard man, skunk ape, something, right? Yeah, and in fairness, swampy areas are very tough for us to do uh, mm-hmm. to really study and discover because it's just really difficult to get around in those type of areas. Mm-hmm. And there are actually alligators and stuff and those you know things we know for that are real that will take a chunk out of you and get uh, huge, dude. Like I've I remember I just saw on Twitter or something some somebody put a video of this huge gator just walking across the lawn of somebody's neighborhood in in Florida, and the thing was monstrous and if you've never seen a gator walk they don't slither on their bellies like they stand straight up and walk and they're quick too by the way holy crap it is scary it is really scary to be i remember i remember when i went down to florida a long time ago with some buddies and one of the places we visited uh was it was like a gator farm i forgot what it was called it's a place that had a lot of alligators that you could check out and i remember watching them feeding these things and they and they were far away from where this this person was throwing in his food, and they got to that food in no time flat. Oh yeah! And I was like, oh man! Oh yeah! They say that if you try to outrun a gator, it will catch you. Yes, yes. That's a scary thing to think about. Like yes. running for your life, turning around and seeing the thing is gaining on you, dude. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. no! Hell no! I don't want. They can jump. With they can jump yeah. too. They can leap their body. Oh, maybe that is it then. Because maybe he got out and that thing just did that weird kind of where it leaps its body up in the air to kind of. You remember the game? Him? Do you remember Street Fighter 2? Mm-hmm. There's, uh, there's this. Was, if you're playing Street Fighter 2, at some point you're just beating up a car. <laughs> Is that what this gator's doing? <laughs> beating up these cars. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, so there you go, guys. There's uh, El Coco and the Lizard Man. 
Yeah, there we go. There we go. That's this edition of uh, That's Odd. Chris and I want to thank all you beautiful, gorgeous, stunning, of just the most incredible listeners out there for supporting us and listening to our shows. Uh, Go check out our Patreon. We got exclusive audio shows there that you can listen to. And there's a a dump about to come, so they better be ready. That's what, that's how our stuff to be described. That's as. How, that's There's what we announce coming. It. We're always going <laughs> to announce. Uh, yeah, we 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 just dropped a dump. Enjoy it. Yeah, yes, man, we're very uh, we're very good at this. <laughs> uh, but I'm very fond of a certain show uh, where Chris and I uh, try to explain aliens about Earth. Uh, yeah. So an Earthlings guide. I mean, an aliens guide to. Uh, I need. I'm blanking on the show's title. But yeah. Go check it out. Aliens guide to planet Earth. There like, we go. See, terrestrials. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, there yes, it is. Yes. So go check that out. Very proud of that show. Uh, But thank you for listening. For Christopher Chavez, I'm Johnny Townsend. And remember, it's okay if you just want to stay hard. Be careful, El Coco coming.